hey everybody and welcome to Cinema Hangover, where three completely unqualified individuals drink and talk about movies. My name is Oliver, and I'm joined here by my co-hosts Shannon and Taylor. Woo! Hello! And today we're talking about what movie, Shannon? We are talking about Anatomy of a Murder. Oh. It's a 1959 film. Should I just go into the synopsis? Is that how this works? I well, forgot. It's not like we've been doing this for <laughs> a full year. Holy shit. I know. Well, we've been drunk half the time, so that, but, but Should we talk about what we're drinking first? Mm-hmm. All right. So real quick, uh, we're drinking a gin and tonic from Alaskan Distillery Company. It is rainforest gin and tonic, so mm-hmm. has a nice, uh, I would say, refreshing taste to it. And we're having it on the rocks, and it's actually quite nice. It is nice. Even though, uh, Shannon, didn't you describe the aftertaste was... Uh, a little soapy, but you know, soap. not in a bad way. You know, it's, it is it is gin with natural flavors. So I never met a gin drinker you could trust. Ah, that's like good. That. I like that. That's good. Yeah, that's very good callback. I like that. How recently did you guys see the movie? We watched it last night. When did you watch it? Um, I finished it about an hour ago. Oh wow, cool. it's fresh in my mind. Shannon, why don't you tell everybody what it's about? So this movie is about a small-town Michigan lawyer who takes on a difficult case defending an army lieutenant accused of murdering a local tavern owner who believes raped his wife. That's pretty much the Yeah, it's like a courtroom drama. Yeah. It is. Yep. And I feel like this is... 1959? 1959. Yeah, this is 1959. Okay. Mm-hmm. And just a little bit of something that I wanted to pop out just right off the bat. After watching 12 Angry Men and then this film, I was going to say, like doesn't this? Could, yeah. We talked like about, a, we, it could be a companion. So we don't yeah. Have, like, me and Oliver like try not feature. to talk about anything until we get to the table. Yeah. It gets a little hard, but we're pretty good at it. Um, we did say that like this 12 Angry Men could definitely be a companion piece to this movie. Oh, for sure. And it definitely makes me want to rewatch 12 Angry Men yeah. and redo our episode because... I don't know if we brought it up before, but we did actually an entire episode an, and had a long an conversation of 12 about Angry Men, 12 and Angry it Men, got yeah. ruined because yeah. technical difficulties is a which bitch. is a bummer because it was a I think it was a pretty long episode. Yeah. It was a good conversation too. It was a great conversation. How much it was, was like, like our first like old movie that yeah. Shannon watched? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shannon. I, we've probably talked about this before, but Shannon hates old movies. She hates black and white films. I would say I think that perception is changing. And yeah. it is two hours and 40 minutes long. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Yes. It doesn't feel so, that long. It's hitting all the beach marks. It's like an old the movie. The only thing it's that it's talking. missing is anime and subtitles. <laughs> subtitles, yeah. Right? A, yeah, if it was a foreign film, that would be the last check. But, yeah, know, right? to everyone's surprise, this was actually my pick. Yeah, and I'm curious to tell, why did you choose this film? You know... <laughs> Well, Oliver went and wanted to buy movies because Criterion Collection was having their one sale a year that happens actually like five times every year. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) (laughs) one sale, two sales. He tells me me every time it's their only sale. Barnes and Noble has two sales a year for Criterion. Oh, okay. Anyways, he wanted to go look at it, and so Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, that's fine. And then he was like. I'll buy you. He wanted to sweeten the deal. He's like, I'll buy you any movie you want. Ooh. Because so I would I was, watch like just about any Criterion Collection yeah. movie. They're part of Criterion Collection for a reason. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so she has a 100% success rate basically picking some sort of movie that's, you know, 
I don't know, impactful or whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. one way or another. So I just let her <laughs> pick one, and she picked this movie just based on cover, and then you read the back, too. But. Well, so most of I mean, it wasn't even really the cover, because the cover's kind of plain and boring. The cover's pretty cool. Yeah, but there's not really a whole lot on it. Yeah. Um, it's really just like a animated, not even animated, like a black little blob man. Oh, yeah, just like they it's have a, on... Yeah. yeah, it's like a it's like a, a 2D a silhouette of like a I'll probably use it for our little teaser so yeah. you, our listeners will know what I, we're talking about um really the reason I decided to look at the cover was just the title I mean I'm a big true crime podcast love to listen to murders that mm -hmm. sounds really bad but so I like saw that and I was like let me just read the back of it and it actually sounded interesting which is surprising I didn't even see that it said 1959 until like after I was like, oh, this sounds good. Well, shit. And then I couldn't go back from that. So kind of goes to show, like, if you know how to title and uh, synopsize your story in general, you can catch the audience quite well. And, and a little it, bit of a spoiler alert: mm -hmm. I liked this movie. Holy shit! Yeah, this is actually our second Jimmy Stewart movie, though. Dude, too. that second black and white Jimmy Stewart movie. Dude, I think mm -hmm. it's because of this. Like, I was already a huge fan of him from like It's a Wonderful Life, but. This film's making me become a oh he Jimmy crushes it exactly. Jimmy yeah. Stewart is phenomenal. I think he might be one of my favorite um, actors from like the early twentieth century, like classic film era. Yeah. yeah, like he might be one of my favorites. Yeah, this. I feel like this movie did it for me way more than It's a Wonderful Life. I thought It's really? a Wonderful Life was good. I thought but you gave like, it five stars. Yeah, I I think I did, but this. This movie was it for me. This was like okay, now I can see why people like enjoy older movies now with mm. that being said what was it about this film that stood out so much more in relation to its wonderful life that made you get that understanding of the appreciation for older films honestly there's a lot um it's it's a pretty not to speak for you but yeah. something that i could see you enjoying is it's like it's a fairly forward-thinking movie for its time like it's a pretty progressive it movie it is and mm. it's like Basically, even though it's a long movie it doesn't feel long because there's a lot happening Mm -hmm. I I could I could dive in like about a lot of things that I liked about this movie, but it also doesn't feel that old. And I think like no. what Oliver was saying, like it's very forward thinking. One of the things that I put in my notes is like even the music doesn't feel like old music. Like it really? kind of does, but it's yeah. like it's different than most older movies. Like I feel like and we've talked about it before, Taylor. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like a lot of movies have like the same type of soundtrack. Mm -hmm. This movie didn't. It was yeah. like jazzy and yeah. kind of like fun yeah yeah um i also feel like the acting was way better it wasn't like too over the top mm -hmm. it was a little bit but i think that's just like expected with older movies mm -hmm. but it wasn't like annoying about it right yeah there's a lot and i also like i'm, <laughs> I'm probably just giving away my rating like right mm -hmm. on top i also really loved that this movie didn't give you all the answers no it doesn't it actually doesn't you don't find out exactly what happened. You never find out the truth. Yeah, yeah, I think that that was probably a part that made the runtime feel not so long, for me at least, too, is that, like, you're kind of on pins and needles the entire time trying to figure out what happened, and no one really knows what happened, and you, and I guess, spoiler alert, you don't really know. You have a pretty good idea of what mm -hmm. probably happened, but there's so many... I don't even know if that's true, though. Yeah, but you have, you have mm -hmm. so many moments where there's, like, little pieces of information that you get that speak to the contrary of what you're believing. Mm -hmm. And I think it's 
pretty brilliantly made too because literally up until the like announcement of the the verdict or whatever mm-hmm. i didn't know which way it was going to go i mean you kind of assume that the good guys will win because that's just kind of how movies go but i was like dang there's good arguments on both sides yeah, yeah. Like, it that's i mean that's i guess kind of the point of a courtroom drama right yeah but it's, mm-hmm. it's it's just really interesting how it all unfolds and there's constantly you know little things coming out that speak to the contrary of the other person's position and argument right. and it's yeah, it's good stuff. I think before we dive into that, we should kind of explain like a little bit more about what the movie is about. Yeah. Like it is about like a guy that ends up killing someone because well, this about, person like raped his wife. It's about the life. lawyer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it is. It's not really about the guy. It's about the for lawyer. For sure, for sure. But essentially, the lawyer takes on this case that at first he doesn't really know much about. Because um, he was out fishing. Mm-hmm, because he's out <laughs> fishing. He loves to fish. Um, but his... Partner, yeah. Oh, this is like a legal or um, old, like this is an old buddy of his, old buddy of his that like, like kind of wants to become a lawyer again. It sounds yeah, like, yeah, I think they've worked together. Yeah. yeah, tells him to take the case when he gets this call from the lieutenant's wife, which was curious. I'm, I'm trying to recall from the very beginning because as soon as he like heard about the other wife calling him. He was like, "Take the case," and he was like, yeah. "Holy shit!" And you then need he knew expo- nothing about it. Yeah, because well, you know he he had read it in the newspaper. Yeah, and it, I think the idea he, it was in the newspaper, and he was like, "Well, if you paid attention, to what was going on?" Not, or, not may- Paul Beegler though. No, no, Paul Beegler didn't know, yeah, but his yeah. friend. Uh, well, so I'm saying Paul Beegler knew nothing about the case. Yeah, yeah. And no, I'm talking the- about that. Parnell was the one that like, "You gotta take this. It's everywhere, and everyone's talking about it." Yeah. And what was Parnell's like motivation for pushing Paul to do it? I think it's because it was a big case. Big deal. Yeah. yeah, and well, it was and like, "Hey, you could do it." You mean? I mean, later on, I mean, he obviously takes the case, and mm-hmm. they bring down this big wig from the city. Yeah, to so, like help defend the other side of it. Yeah, so from the prosecution side, the one that's charging the lieutenant for murder, there's a well-established attorney that's brought down in order dancer to help. or dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dancing. Dan- I think it's, I thought it was dancer. I thought might it was be, Dancer, too. might be Dancer. Yeah. yeah. And he's assisting the... Is it the DA uh, of the county? Yeah. Yeah. He's the assisting people. The people, yes. Well, no, he's, he's talking about the guy that he's mm. with. Yep. So, so yeah. Dancer is the big rig lawyer that's brought down yeah. to assist the DA who replaced Paul's uh, position because Paul used to be the DA. Yeah. But then he got elected out. Yeah. And this is kind of like this... Paul is kind of this, like, you know, laid back country lawyer that's taking it easy. His... Uh, Accountant or somebody receptionist. Receptionist kind of does a lot. Does a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's constantly giving him a hard time because he just doesn't really take anything seriously. And like, also needs spend... to pay his goddamn bills. Yeah, maybe, barely yeah. get paid. <laughs> maybe maybe if you spent less time fishing and yeah. more time answering calls and being here for clients and he. So yeah, that's Dude, kind of his approach. It was, it was but... the funniest thing where she opened the fridge like this thing has full full of fish. I love the yeah. little line she says like, "Yo, if you pack this fridge any more full of fish, it's going to pop out into the stream." I'm like, yeah. "That's yeah. fantastic. I love yeah. that shit." <laughs> But yeah, she's, like, right there with him with the court case and everything. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. She's a loyal, loyal bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 but anyways, he, like, takes on this case, and not all of it, but a lot of it is kind of set in the courtroom. I mean, I think the last, uh, the last third of the, the film is, third of the yeah. Film is I would say, like, courtroom. half of the film is in the courtroom. Maybe half of the courtroom. There, there's a the good other... majority of the movie that's... Just this courtroom drama. Yeah, the yeah. other half is like him meeting with 
the lieutenant. I can't remember his name for the life of me. Frederick Mannion. Frederick Mannion. Mr. Mannion. Mannion. Yep. Um, kind of figuring out things. And then, like, he basically and tells Mannion, Mannion that there are four ways that you can get off of murder. I love that breakdown. That was cool. And yeah. it's self-defense. Um, justified. Justifi- justified by the court of law. Mm-hmm. There's a third or a third one, and then basically like insanity, which he doesn't tell him that. Right, it's basically he kind of yeah. makes him like figure, figure it out, so he can say, "Oh, I was insane." Right, and so this this movie kind of leads up to like. Did Did you already say why he killed the guy? I mean, it's oh, yeah. it's it there's never the there's never a doubt over him having killed the guy. It's yeah. not one of those type of yeah. No, him and he's like, like yep, I killed rights. him. Yeah, I killed the guy. <laughs> he turned himself in. That yeah. was the thing. Yeah. yeah, he killed the. Yeah, he basically killed this guy that raped his wife. Yeah, I don't yep. know if we had talked about that. Yeah, um, and I think something that's interesting in the movie too is there's a lot of discourse about whether or not it like was rape or if it was something else. Well, and that's what like and mm-hmm. so I I wanted to kind of like give a little bit of backstory about mm-hmm. like what the movie was about, but I kind of wanted to get into that. Like <coughs> one of the reasons. Spoiler alert, I loved this movie. Mm-hmm. Is and at first I hated it. At first I was like starting mm-hmm. to like it and I was like, wait, are they trying to like make her look like mm. she no, was too pretty, promiscuous it, or whatever? Well, it's pretty progressive in that like But then I was thinking about it, it and like after you kind of watch the ending too, you as an audience viewing the movie are almost treated like a juror. Yeah, like well, you that, are yeah. treated yes. to yeah, that's figure a good way it to out. Put it. That's yeah. a great way, yeah. Can and it, like even up until the end, like you still don't know exactly what went down, exactly mm-hmm. how it went down. And you are like, and there is a quote at the end of the m- movie about like jurors and how like it's 12 people just oh, like yeah. basically making up different this decision. Forms of life yeah, different minds, like and... coming together to come up with like one decision. And you as well are also like, just kind of having to figure out if it was justified or mm-hmm. if he was actually insane or mm-hmm. if it actually happened or not. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty wild. No, and I think the reason why this film stands out in its approach similar to 12 Angry Men is because of the fact that it gives you that sense of reasonable doubt mm-hmm. when exploring the evidence that's surrounding the case and it makes you really question the, the overall story and narrative of like those involved. And it puts into reality that this is what happens when it comes down to criminal cases. This is mm-hmm. why the justice system is set in the way it is, because it's always muddy. There's never this clear-cut black-and-white circumstance. Yeah. And because individuals themselves are muddy in hell, even Paul mentions this earlier in the film, that there's no just good people, bad people. People have many aspects of themselves. And this is when he was talking to Mary, when she was reflecting on... And this revealed in the story that her father, who's the one that gets killed, is when she's reflecting on her father, like, oh, no, he was a good guy. And Paul's explaining to her, like, hey, there's yeah. not really such a thing as, like, a good guy. There's, mm-hmm. like, pe- there's not really, like, good and bad people. Right. People there's are many made dimensions up of many to a person. Yeah. 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 And yeah, people it's... aren't just good. People aren't just bad. People are many things. Exactly. And said. it's it, this film echoes that tremendously. And not just from the interactions between Paul and the various individuals, but as an audience member, you're trying to piece together and gauge if those involved are legitimately victims of the crime or mm-hmm. are they more 
there's this more behind the scenes. Because one, one thing that just kept standing out, and I'm wondering if you guys gauge this too, the lieutenant, I'm not sure if it was just purposeful acting portrayal, mm-hmm. if he was directed to act this way, or if it's just a manner of the actor themselves, but there was something off about the lieutenant where there was always this level well, of... He's, he's pretty unlikable. Yes. Like, I feel like that was like intentional. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. it for because sure is. there's it, many times like... And I don't know, maybe if you guys thought this too, but like there was many times, I mean, probably because one of the things that the prosecutors, prosecuting lawyers, I think that's yeah. what they're yep. called, um, were trying to kind of hint at was that he was a jealous husband. And right, like, exactly. But and so the, there's there was also, a few times where I, in my mind, was like, is he the one that beat his wife? Right, well, and I immediately he, thought that early on. And, like, there's an, and there is a moment where he, like, he's accused of hitting his wife in the past and he says he has hit his wife mm-hmm. in the past. There's also, you also don't get to spend a lot of time with anybody besides Paul, um, like in the courtroom right? or otherwise, but you do get one scene where you see Lieutenant Mannion like pin this guy, an inmate against the bars because he was talking about his wife mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. So you kind of immediately know like he is a hothead. Mm-hmm. He will like get violent if somebody does mm-hmm. something, you know, in those regards. And so you kind of already know that he has the capacity to do this. Mm -hmm. And they actually use that in the courtroom to establish that, oh, well, you remember this incident happening of hurting another inmate, Then, but you're saying you don't remember killing this guy? And Mm -hmm. on that point, this film actually illustrates a really great example of how in legal proceedings, especially in the courtroom, how they will use anything in their power Mm -hmm. to defend or take you down. Anything. Mm -hmm. If there's a sense of doubt that can be orchestrated based on past behavior any transgression any lapse of memory any mistake anything they will use against you a prime example of this is when uh they pick up the psychiatrist that evaluated the lieutenant menon was that Mannion? Mannion. Mannion. then gave the plea or gave the evidence or the grounds for the plea of insanity yeah he, and he diagnosed him as diagnosed he, and it uh, wasn't insanity dissociative it was disassociative reality. It's basically like, like a temporary insanity. Temporary yeah. lapse of sanity. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. I, I, yeah, or irresistible urge was. or something yeah. like that. Irres- yeah. That's. I think it was irresistible urge or something like that or irresist something like that, which is basically like he went insane for a moment. And from a legal precedence, they were able to find a way that they could make that there work in court. There was a past case where that was mm-hmm. acceptable. You know, acceptable. Yeah. So they bring him on, and one of the immediate things one of the uh, older lawyers notes is that dude, he's young as fuck. Okay, uh, we've got to make him look a little bit older so he can yeah. appear more you know, knowledgeable, knowledgeable yeah. to the jurors. And mm-hmm. one thing that this film illustrates quite well is, just a mini tangent, of how it's not just proving your point in the facts objectively to the judge and to like you know the courtroom, but also you're also swaying the jury. So yeah. you're doing multiple things at the same time. You're trying to yeah. do your job as a lawyer. One, one I already know what you're going to say. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. One of my favorite... <laughs> One of my favorite moments, I know Shannon and I have the hive mind going right now. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite moments is, and it's so true because I've always thought of this when I come yeah. to the courtroom. Which no, is like no other movie or like show that I've watched because, again, I love this shit. I love like courtroom drama yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like this, but no other movie has like touched on this, but I've always which thought is, it in my head. Yeah, which is basically that like a lawyer can say anything in the courtroom mm-hmm. and essentially they can say anything and a lot of the time it'll be like strike that from the record but jimmy they stewart look, early, they look at the juror and be and like say you have to, like, like basically, basically forget it yeah forget what he right. it's like they're not a machine yeah, they but, can't like but jimmy that. stewart brings up this point 
that like oh, no, you know like, immediately is there's oh, an yeah, objection yeah. to mm-hmm. and like the judge basically says like okay strike this from the record jur- jurors like don't take this into consideration and then he sits down Jimmy sits down back at or I guess Paul is his name the yeah. character's yeah, name Paul. Jimmy yeah. Stewart sits mm-hmm. down back at the bench with Mannion and Mannion's like how can somebody forget something they've heard how does that work and Jimmy Stewart's like they can't yeah. And, and I like, love that like line. I love that beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful it's like, thing because it's boom. so true. And Human that, beings aren't going to forget something that you. You know what I mean? Like once you tell somebody something, it's not like they can just erase it from their minds. It's not the Men in Black. And yeah, exactly. Machine. And that sets one of the most critical precedents when it comes down to. And there's the a court. lot of that in this movie where things mm-hmm. are, are objected, you know, or or stricken from the record, mm-hmm. but they're put out there anyways. And then the defense lawyers start to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the defense yeah. lawyers start to say things that they know they can't say. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just like it gets like this. It's a dogfight. But and it's, it's so like, cool. Oh, yeah. No, Honestly, it's like, there was a moment, and I, I think it was after that happened, where I'd be like, dang, being a lawyer would be so fucking cool. And I was like, I'd be pretty fucking good at it. But I was reading about this movie, and, like, this movie is watched, like, is pretty popular. Oh, like, yeah. especially with, um, like, law students. Mm. They, like, watch this movie because of the stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But another thing that I was reading was that, like, somebody well, did, a like, movie a movie for... essay on it, and he was like... The, he ended it with the beauty of this story is that the truth is ing- 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 an extra- <laughs> can't fucking talk oh. <laughs> insignificant <laughs> next to how a lawyer can persuade a jury to his advantage. Yep. And that's basically what like this movie has like a lot of like it's talking about what happened, mm-hmm. but it also is just like really following how the lawyer can persuade the jury to think. Yeah. Very true. That's well, really what it's about. Yeah, yeah. and it's not, yeah. it's it's interesting that, I didn't know that, you know, like law students watch this, but I do mm-hmm. know a lot of film students watch this and mm-hmm. a big reason yeah, for it. Yeah, they watch it a lot in law school apparently. A, mm-hmm. a big, a big reason that film students watch this is because like apparently it led the American New Wave, like that, that surge of entertainment. It's a really socially adept and like I've said a couple times now, like pretty progressive film mm-hmm. in that there it's, it's, very ambiguous. The way that it's shot, the way that's edited, is like fairly so modernized. Fucking cool too. I, w- I was gonna note, like in terms of how this film is shot, it gave me this sense of appreciation for how older films are shot. Even mm-hmm. though you noted that it's like introduced a new way of filmmaking, but I was thinking, if any, if this type of film was to be like say remade for whatever reason in a modern day, it would it give you that same feeling. In terms of how it's shot, because there's a way it's shot. It's this nice. Which, if I'm saying that, that's pretty. That's huge. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if it'd be as good. I mean, I feel that way about Twelve Angry Men too. Oh, agreed. Yeah, I. And there's just something about older movies too, like Mm -hmm. especially black and white movies. Like yesterday, I was just watching it, and it just gives me this feeling that other movies just don't. Like yeah. I don't know. There's like this just this, this atmosphere to at, it. Yeah, maybe atmosphere is the best way to describe now, it. Do you? Th- I think it's a mixture of both the way the film is shot, so I guess the cinematography and the black and white element. But it's also how people talk and it's how oh, people dude, dress. Yes. And it, it's just it feels like, more so grounded. Much, yeah, I'm just immersed in it. Yeah, and it just mm-hmm. makes me feel like warm inside in its own. I don't know. Yeah, it's just strange, even like, though it's like dark subject matter. So that begs the question: like, do you think? Has there been any attempt to recapture anything like this in the last 20 years? And Lighthouse... try it all the time. Like, Lighthouse is like a black and white movie, but it's not close in this regards. Are you talking about, like, black and white? Or are you talking Talking about the feel. Like, like the way it's shot and the way people talk and that atmosphere that is captured from these older films. Wasn't there a movie not too long ago that you watched that it's, like, essentially just a bunch of people sitting down talking? Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of... A very recent movie. Yeah, it's called Mass. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like mass. A ma- about a mass shooting, right? No. Oh, no, it wasn't a mass shooting. It's oh. some, but 
I won't spoil it. I shouldn't spoil it because it's a, it's a good, that's another good movie. But yeah, I yeah, yeah, I don't know that that's necessarily the field I'm talking about because there are a lot of uh, I think they're called like capsule films where it's basically like in a room like in a single location. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a cool name for it. Like um, Hateful Eight would be a capsule film, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You basically put a bunch of you put some sort of drama people in a room and then that's kind of the movie. I didn't realize there was a name for it, but now that's yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what they're called. Yeah. But. There, yeah, I mean, there are those, like, 12 Angry Men. I mean, this is kind of it, too, although they do go around a bit, too. Um, but I'm more so just, there's, like, just a vibe that comes out of older movies that I just, I can't really put my finger on what it is, but it just makes me feel differently. Yeah. yeah. It like, just, and, and I I love it. I was, like, I was having a good time. I, I last night I, watching I, that Considering movie, the subject like, matter, you, it's, it's interesting. I know. You know? Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm, like, I'm not saying I'm, like, super stoked or anything but just like it make it gives me a different feeling i had than... so many different emotions while watching this movie like i was angry i was like happy i was like you get invested confused. in this film yeah. i was like yeah like i just had so many different emotions but i will say like this was the first movie where i was like okay i kind of get it with older movies now holy shit this was, was it was. this was the movie involving your men See, I like Twelve Angry Men, and that's why I almost feel like we should rewatch it. And I'm down for that. I'm down for that. Yeah. I think you think I gave it a five. I can't remember. I think I did too. Just gonna spoil my rating, guys. Sorry, I know we keep it for the ending, but oh damn, I liked this more than Twelve Angry Men. Dang, damn. So I mean, it fair would enough. be I mean, interesting yeah. if I did give Twelve Angry Men a five mm. to like rewatch it again now after watching this, yeah, and see how I feel about it. Yeah, they're. I mean, they could both be five movies, but like, I definitely did like this a little bit more than Twelve Angry Men. Twelve Angry Men, and I, yeah, we probably should just talk about it again, so I won't go too deep into it. But I, I think that movie's a masterpiece, dude. Like, that movie is absolutely like, cool. I feel that like I remember a, it being great too, but incredible. like, this is the movie that kind of did it for me. No, that's yeah. very understandable because, as you mentioned, this already fits within the genre of storytelling that you find fascinating in the first place. But yeah. on to your point with Twelve Angry Men, the thing that makes that film stand out it is a prime example of how dialogue and just the proper setup of just great writing great acting and a damn good subject matter you don't it's, need much yeah you it's can just incredible get that and you good you see these massive movies that suck and then you see 12 <laughs> angry like and then you see 12 angry men which is literally 12 it dudes slaps. in a room the entire time and it rips mm-hmm. it like, fucking there's no slaps. no anything crazy happening just 12 dudes talking mm-hmm. you know what, that's and funny. it's so well shot and yeah yeah that's not we gotta yeah. stop because i do think we should record again yeah because i think it'd be very interesting to kind of like see i don't know because i do remember really liking the movie oh yeah but and i really like this movie but this one kind of did it a little bit more for me no nope. in the regards of like older yeah. movies i think i think the i think the i think the thing for me that it like maybe doesn't make them both so good but is an element that really makes them great is that both 12 Angry Men and this movie, you don't really know. There's no clear answer ever given to you. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate 12, that. 12 Angry Men. Too. Yeah. It's, it's basically like we don't get to see the court case in that movie. So you're just getting to like hear them talk about what they heard, which is yeah. basically, I mean, again, they're like companion pieces, these movies in which a way. They very much are. I, I love It's that. not, you never get to see, you never get to see the murders happen or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You are just hearing about it from people and people you lie. People are unreliable. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is like so cool to be like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And maybe I just like, I mean, 12 Angry Men was like, Episode two or something no, that I've, we recorded. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. we didn't release, obviously, right. but we recorded. Mm-hmm. So what you a know, tragedy. 
little Shannon was still getting into movies at know, that point. Fair. But it is like interesting to like watch this movie and just think about it in the aspect that like they filmed this like treating the audience as a juror. That yes. is so cool, and that makes me like. It to me, it's kind of crazy that this isn't one of the movies that is like more talked about. Like I think it is I, talked about. Like, if like, you're in, like, the, like when everyone talks space, about like yeah. modern, like the I I don't know the right terminology, like Citizen Kane. Oh yeah, like, like the greatest a, movies of all time. Like yeah, yeah modern way yeah, yeah. of film making or whatever. Like to me, that that just doesn't. I don't. That doesn't fit for me. This mm. movie does. Yeah, I can see I what think, you mean by I that. Think, yeah, I, I feel like like this film hit harder for me than the, the way that the acting is, the way that they they like treat the audience watching the movie, like some of the cinematography, like it just feels more like the modern wave versus the like Citizen Kane. I don't know that. Yeah, I mean Citizen Kane also came out Kane. eighteen years earlier. So oh, yeah. it's kind of like is the great, yeah. oh yeah, great like, granddaddy of you know what I mean. Like yeah. it's it is a little bit different, but I agree. I mean, I think this movie is seen by a lot of people as the Citizen Kane of like courtroom dramas. I like, would it, could totally see this that. Movie's yeah. ta- well, like talked about a lot. Yes, it's. I mean, Ooh, most, look at me. Hey. <laughs> a lot of Criterion Collection are movies you proud, are big. Oliver? I am proud. Oh, how yeah. proud? Okay, don't. <laughs> 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 no, it it's uh. I mean, a Criterion Collection movies are like movies that are, have made a huge impact on the film industry in one way or another, right? Yeah. And so, I think any movie you were to get there has a reason that it's oh, part Riley's of Riley's going to be so proud of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening, that it's Riley. Well, be so, proud. <laughs> well, I'm curious uh, in this regard of how, if say for instance, if you watch this film back when you first watched Twelve Angry Men, would you have the same perceptions as you have now? And do you think because we've had these discussions on films, especially older films, has that helped you better appreciate this film? Or do you think because the quality in of itself would have had given you the same reaction back then versus even like as you are having it now, if that makes sense? Do you have like a greater appreciation for this movie because you've watched more movies? Right. Especially older films. Yeah, older I don't films know. Or... And that's kind of why I think, I think... watching 12 Angry Men... Again, again would be interesting to see if that has changed I, your because, like I said, it. we yeah. did watch it. Like, I think it was one of the sec- like mm-hmm. second movies that we watched and yeah. recorded on. And not saying that like we I didn't watch movies before that, right? But, but I will say that I've definitely like tried to dive into movies a little bit more than I used to. I used to kind of just like go into movies like just appreciating them for what they like are and like if they were good or whatnot. But I never thought about anything beyond that so wait are you saying you've you've broadened your horizons you, 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 you've 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 expanded your mind i mean yes i think i've been forced to <laughs> <laughs> but like you know when you present watching an anime movie and i'm like oh fuck i have to talk about this for an hour and a half like i have to like sit and think about it right and so yeah i i don't know it'd be interesting to watch 12 angry men again yeah um I think that, when did Twelve think, Angry Men come out? Do oh, you I think that was in the sixties, right? Sixty-one or two or something like that. I think. So it must do been you like, think that this movie like had any type of influence on it? Influence on Twelve Angry Men? Maybe. Probably. I'm curious because they are very similar in a lot of ways. I mean, yeah, they're they're similar in that they are both like courtroom dramas, except I guess Twelve Angry Men is not in a courtroom really. Well, but it it's yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you know movies. 
influence other movies. Like every yeah. movie mm-hmm. has in like, you know, every director ever is influenced by other directors and other things. Like that's how you create things. That's like that's how art is. Art is it's inspired an iterative by process. Art. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. one thing to note in that scene where they're waiting for the jury's final verdict when when we noted this uh, just a moment ago how the older lawyer is like laying back on the recliner talking about the concept of jurors like 12 individuals from various backgrounds coming together to a room to decide the fate of an individual in this I wish I would have like wrote down that right. quote right. but it was just like too much to write down Oh no that's fair but his But it was a pretty cool like made you think kind of yeah. quote but yeah. that spiel right there is basically the premise line mm-hmm. for 12 angry men so yeah. i wouldn't be surprised yeah. if someone saw that like i could make a film about that mm-hmm. let's go and actually then went with it you know but it also like i mean as cool as this movie was and as cool as it was to like see the lawyers do what they do and like kind of the i don't really want to say art i mean it is kind of an art in its own way it is it, but it's like it's also kind of grimy if you think about what it is? just like Lawyers essentially don't really care about the truth. It depends on the way that you conduct yourself and also your perceptions of lawyers. But I totally get it. I totally get what you're saying. We don't know what happened still, but like he fought for his innocence and Mm -hmm. did anything he could and persuaded the jury any way he could. And it's just so wild to think that that actually fucking happened. And it brings to course a very interesting reality that as a lawyer, yes, your job is to find the facts to use that to defend your client or your case. But at the end of the day, you're trying to defend your client mm-hmm. for, and you're basically arguing the fuck out of your case. It's a little regardless scary. of the circumstances. Yeah, but it's a little scary. I mean, like you. I the, mean, the quote. Uh, really quick, I want to read that. Oh, quote, please, please, please. Okay. The, the quote. The, yeah, I pulled it up. It's twelve people go off into a room, twelve different minds, twelve different hearts from twelve different walks of life. 12 sets of eyes, ears, shapes, and sizes. And these 12 people are asked to judge another human being as different from them as they are from each other. Yeah. Yo, that is basically the premise right there. It's so fucking powerful, I feel like. But it's like, it is a little scary. Yeah. Because it's like, they they essentially, I mean, this this case specifically, they essentially have all the facts that we do. They don't have anything more than we do. Mm -hmm. And we still don't know what fucking happened. That's why I could totally see... I mean, any of the three of us even having a different opinion of what actually happened or mm-hmm. not. And you just have to come to a conclusion not knowing if it's actually right or wrong. And so it's like, do did we let an innocent man walk or did we throw somebody that was innocent in jail on accident? Like, you just don't know. Or is because a murderer it's like, walking the streets now? You know, like, yeah. You know what just came to mind? I said innocent man walk. I meant to say guilty man walk. Yeah. You know, what's the curious thing? Um, well, actually, the first thing that comes to mind is there was this concept when it comes down to law. And the idea behind it is that the way the system is set, it's supposed to be in the fashion of it's better to have a guilty man go, f- like 10 guilty men go free than have an innocent person be falsely convicted for a crime they didn't commit. Mm-hmm. Because, dear God. Because the shit that can happen. Right. So it's one of those things that the justice system is kind of set in that way mm-hmm. because, whoo, the yeah, punishment has to be beyond reasonable doubt. Exactly. Yeah. And so what came to mind just now is so we know of a film that explores this as this whole, it, it's, it's beyond thematic. It's like the philosophy, the concept, the 
morality of the justice system from the juror side with twelve angry men, from the legal like lawyer side from uh, the anatomy of murder. I'm curious if there's a really damn good older film that explores it from the investigative side, from the cop side. I'm Cause, sure there is. Because that would be a cool trilogy of like... I should there's find the, it. I'm yeah, sure yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. Because there's the investigative side, the legal side, and then the jurors. That but would the, be a cool like trifecta of like, filmmaking. I don't want this movie again. I know, right? <laughs> but the, the, yeah, but the truth is, is that they already have all the facts. You know what I mean? Like, True. That's, and I think that's the part that's crazy is that they ha- they know all the facts of the case, but even basically. the facts introduce some level of like. Mm. Well, I think I mean I think a part of essentially that was... we like like I said a million times like the audience is treated like the juror in this movie, yeah. but even as an audience you get a little bit more backstory than the juror does. You do yes you because do. you yeah you follow you... Paul while he goes and talks to the wife and while he goes and talks to Mannion Mister Mannion. And so you get a little bit more, maybe not a whole lot, but you do get a yeah, little bit for more. Sure. For sure. But I think I think the part that's really cool to me about this courtroom, courtroom drama versus a lot of other ones I've watched is that there's never, it's, I mean, we've already talked about it. There's not like a clear victor, right? Like right. there's not a clear answer. But I think even cooler than that is you don't really get the big moment, you know, like in every courtroom drama movie or show I've ever watched, you know, like in Law and Order, for example. Oh, yeah, I was about to Whenever say, you yeah. watch Law and Order, there's always the moment where it's like, Sure. Yeah, there's always a moment where it's like, and here's the evidence, and it's yeah. like, oh, and it's like dead to rights, right? They almost had a moment ev- like that. Well, they have a moment like that right. in this where I guess spoilers. Maybe, but hold on, hold on. They have this. They have this moment where they have this big piece of evidence that right, comes out, right. and it's it's panties. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we get. But we're already in spoilers. Yeah, we're already in spoilers. I don't write in spoiler territory. But they bring this. But they bring right. this big piece of evidence in, yeah. and it's like basically there's these missing torn panties, and there's a whole lot of discourse about whether or not she was wearing pa- whatever, right? But mm-hmm. right. they she bring this. I don't remember what color they were. So yeah. It's like, so do you always wear right? Panties? But they bring. But yeah. they bring this big piece forward, and it's kind of this like crushing blow. However, even with that, there's like a little bit of doubt where yeah. it's like. Okay, well, you just found these. How Who's do we to know? say that he's the one that put them exactly. in the lot? Like, you know what I mean? There's yeah. like just enough doubt for it to be like, how do you know that? You know, was it Barry or uh, Quill? Oh, Quill or oh, oh yeah, Quill. yeah, Barry Quinn or something. Quinn, yeah. yeah, yeah. How do you know that he put it in there? We just found this yesterday. How mm-hmm. do you know that someone else didn't place them in there? And it presents a tiny bit of doubt about whether or not Paul put the like. Yeah. There's the right, tiniest right, right. bit, right, right, of doubt of whether or not. Her it's lawyer, so Paul, put the panties in But it's, the it's like, one cool. of those things where it's like, oh, you're absolutely right. And it presents this concept in mind of like, you know what? This is what happens with every single fucking legal Seriously, case. Seriously? And it's like, it's oh. Wild. And this is why this... The, and that's, and I, yeah, that's, I guess, what I'm saying is like that in any other courtroom drama, movie, or show, that would have been the crushing blow. Hey, here's the thing we've been looking for that says that he did this horrible thing. This convinces everything. Right. But even when that's presented, just like everything else that's been presented in the case so far, there's the tiniest bit of like, yeah, well, actually, this could be a different thing. And that's almost why I feel like this is like a better, like, modern day piece. Oh, yeah. If you will, than like Citizen Kane or whatever. Because it's like, not well, a think, lot of movies do that, and then the like I think the movies Kane that is more I about enjoy. This, I think cinnamon, cinnamon, cinnamon cane. Cinnamon cane. I'm sorry. I think cinnamon cane. That right there should be a spoof. Cinnamon, cinnamon cane. We made him pull out all the holiday yeah. decorations. Yeah, Yo. I got cinnamon sticks on the mind. I, 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 I want to make that into a film. Cinnamon cane. I'm sure it is, man. 
I think I just what I was gonna say is I think Citizen Kane is more lauded over for its like craft than is the story. Like the it's technique kind of behind like the first, it. It's what is it considered like the first modern movie? Yeah, yeah. Is it the way that it tells the story. I don't necessarily think it's the story that. But that, I mean, yeah. even even again, like the way that this tells its story, Ooh. I just feel like it's way. After, this is after Citizen Kane. Uh, yeah. Yes, I guess that's true. But even I mean, we've watched quite a few older movies now, and mm-hmm. this is just like. I feel like way better. It treats you almost like a maybe not all newer movies because some newer movies fucking suck. But like <laughs> the newer movies that we do like, me and Oliver, are ones that, and I think you as well, Taylor, that aren't like giving you all the information. Oh hell no! Like it kind of leaves a, you guessing, that shit behind. Leave like, you like, wondering. Just an audience yeah. member. Yeah, I don't. I hate being spoon fed. Yeah, Got it. and annoying. this movie does that, and it's like fucking wild to me because it was made. Almost 70 years ago. Yeah. And it, it just goes to show that this type of storytelling has been around for a very long time. And I think that kind of leads to one of the... Ooh, I just... A series of thoughts just came through my mind. Okay, so you know how <laughs> there's often this... I'm thinking of, like, the Spongebob episode where there's, like, all the little Spongebobs running up. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. file cabinets are yep. all on fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. So... You know how there's always that perception of like films nowadays. Oh, films nowadays are just not as good as they were back mm-hmm. in the day. But I'm curious of how films were back then. Like, imagine you are in the 50s and you have this collection of films and whatever it was similar to, like it was like in the last two decades. Where this, this movie certain... makes me want to watch more older movies and figure fair, fair, it out. Fair, fair, but and that's great. That's great. But I'm curious if there was such a variation of quality or if it's yeah, similar as it was back then where of course. there was like a breath of like meth movies and there's right. some that oh. stick right, out. Right, right. No, I mean, of, of course. Like, yeah, yeah of course. They're like, not like, there's so many movies out there. And, yeah. And it's like, like not, yeah, not all of them can be just bangers and any, you know what I mean? Like, right, right. This, what? yeah, I mean, of course there's going to be a lot of bad movies too, but I think it's, yeah, I don't know. Well, I, just, I, I bet there's a way, that, like, I bet someone has actually put in the work to like figure this out like, created the measurement of quality and it was able to like showcase like the ratio of like films that came out of a certain era and and their quality versus now but it is something to behold when you see what has been regarded as a high quality film from back in the day and compare it to what's considered a high quality film now like as an ex- like thinking about it now it's been a good court fuck trying to think of a film like a good drama, because this falls under the drama category. Drama. Yeah, like what's been a good drama? Courtroom that's... drama. Well, I, I don't think we've have enough courtroom like dramas a... in like in comparative reference, but a yeah. good drama that's come out in like the last like say fifteen years. That's like everyone's like, oh, this is the best shit. Oh wait, um, what's that one with uh, Ben Affleck and Gone Girl? There we go. That's close enough drama. Ooh. That's more of a thriller. Yeah, that is more of a thriller. thriller. Moonlight's more of a drama. Moonlight. Okay, but fuck yeah, that works. So when you compare the drama of Moonlight with, yeah. like I know it's tricky, right? I don't know if I'd compare these Fuck. two. Though. Well, yeah. then they're does two it, different movies. Does anyone have a good courtroom drama from the last fifteen know. years? We, good? we don't watch a lot of, which is funny because I like love this type of shit. But right. We don't watch a lot of drama like that like, mm. where their main element is drama. It's mm. more like thriller is the main so element I totally and agree. Well, no yeah, I, I, thriller is the main element and then yeah. drama it's Shannon, like thriller drama there's mm-hmm. a lot of drama i guess there's a lot of dramas that i've watched that yeah you, shannon just Maybe. is never in the mood to watch a so drama. this brings up a second point that can kind of build off this one there's another f- classic film that was remade fairly recently in like 25 years 
Um, the Killer Mockingbird, if I recall correctly. So this mm-hmm. one was like considered also one of the classics, and this is a corporate drama. I've seen that. I have not either. Really? Shit. Okay, so it's. I think it might be a similar premise too, where a murder. Yeah, I mean, the, it's based on a book, and that's what the yeah. book is about. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so To Kill a Mockingbird that came out, I think, around the same time, fifties and sixties, and then they did a remake years later. I think it was like Matthew McConaughey was like a part of the remake that came out either in the late nineties or two thousands, mm. and that could be a good one for us to explore in regards to. A, how does it compare to Anatomy of a Murder in terms of the courtroom drama during the old school era? Mm-hmm. How well it holds up, if it's comparable or if it's like, you know, it's its own class. And how the remake stands out in using more modern techniques. Does it retain the same quality of the film or does it deviate or does it make it its own thing? I think that would be a fascinating discussion I know that for to, us. I know that To Kill a Mockingbird, the book is super famous book. Yeah. I know, I know yeah. that. I don't know... And I'm, this isn't me saying it isn't, but I genuinely don't know if like the film is a really critically acclaimed big movie. It pro- probably is, but I'm not sure off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, it would be interesting. I think, I don't know, this this movie... Got, I think it got the Academy Award for Best Actor in Leading Role. All right, then there you go. Yeah. Maybe the original should... or the remake? The, oh, wait. Uh, original, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, that makes a little more sense. Oh, let me double check here. But uh, please keep going. Yeah, well, <clears throat> there are definitely courtroom drama movies that are out. Mm-hmm. I obviously can't think of any off the top of my head that I've seen. There's another one with uh, Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson. from like the 90s. I yeah. that one was. You can't handle the truth. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's the best point. Yeah, I can't think of any. Hmm. That being said, this movie has definitely set such a high benchmark for me. And I, I, I just, it, it, it's just so good. Mm-hmm. It is. Incredible. It really is. And even the camera work for an older movie, too, just is so modernized or ha- has like modern sensibilities to it, too. Like, there's a lot of handheld camera work. Mm-hmm. There's a really cool scene <laughs> which Shannon's, I know, Shannon's uh, laughing about because the hive mind is at full power. Right the now. hive mind was at full power last night when I like grabbed my phone out and started taking a note. Oliver's like, take a note for me, too. <laughs> like, Where. It's it does a really interesting this movie does an interesting thing where every time the defense attorney is questioning a subject, all of a sudden the camera is really far away from Jimmy Stewart. Mm-hmm. Like you're really as an audience member, you're super far away. There's mm-hmm. a ton of distance created. Mm-hmm. And there's a cool scene where Dancer yep. Danson. Oh Dancer yes. is, is questioning I think wig. questioning Mannion. Is it Mannion or is it his wife? His wife. Uh, his, wife. his wife. His Mannion. Yeah. Mannion. yeah. Uh, That's what I put in que- my notes. Questioning her, and he's talking to her, and the camera is from her POV. Yep. And you can see him positioning his body and blocking out that Jimmy Stewart so in the background. That was so cool, yeah. I and then you can that. see yeah. Jimmy Stewart positioning himself around he's his like, body. Oi, oi, he keeps and he keeps wanting to like, like, see him. Yeah. But it's like, it's like kind of, it's not very subtle, but it's also kind of in a subtle At first way it was from subtle, yeah, the, yeah. the prosecuting lawyer's standpoint. Like, he just like slyly keeps moving his body. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even look over his shoulder. Yeah, he just but you knows. You just see like Paul just trying to get in there and like. <laughs> yeah, and then eventually he objects because so he's like he's trying to block me from seeing my my uh, what my, my client. Well, yeah. client, and then it's I love witness. Right, witness. Yeah, his client side. Well, what's the defendant's De- <sighs> like counsel? No, wait, no, oh counsel would be lawyer himself. Oh, well. Doesn't but, matter, but, but yes. I love how Dan's is like, oi, I, I didn't realize it would be an issue. I didn't realize he was signaling to her and all that. Yeah, I love, like, yeah, the banter yeah. between the lawyers. It's great. Because yeah. the fascinating thing about this, too, is that they've been in the business for, like, years, if not decades, so they know how this works. Yeah. So their 
rapport with each other is interesting because like when you notice how they interact with each other when in recess well, as well as in the court it's really interesting too it's yeah. really interesting too because dance dancer is it dancer are we sure <laughs> I, dancer, I thought that was right, thing. dancer <laughs> dancer is definitely like the moriarty to Z, to, to paul's like <laughs> sherlock oh like, yeah for sure and it's funny because the originally the the DA is the one that's yeah, doing all the and he's over here just like backseated and, and, and shit. Paul is just steamrolling him. Oh yeah, and then once this other attorney comes out, that's really when like you know the tables start to turn a little bit, mm -hmm. and he's met his match so to speak because it's like really punch for punch. Oh yeah, every single time Paul brings up a good point, the defendant or sorry, I guess the prosecutor is bringing up an equally good point. Yeah, and it's just really interesting to see that back and forth it's happen. Dancer. Is it dancer? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. cool, but. There's and there's also just a lot of moments too that are interesting and cool where like they'll have a recess. There's a, one scene in particular where they have a recess and Paul hands uh like a law book yeah. to, the, to the judge and he's like flip to page four hundred twenty three. Oh yes, I yeah. Did. And he opens that it. That was one thing I wanted to talk about. And then about. he opens mm -hmm. it and he's like made a fly in there, knowing like, yeah. knowing that the judge. Likes to fish, and they have this little you chat. It's like, oh yeah, this. Oh, you good. can keep it. Like, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, oh, you slice some of a bitch. Like it wasn't planted there. And but it was planted also... on the right page that needed to be opened up too. Right. Like, and then the dude's like, dancers chill in the back. Like, oh yeah, so this case uh, for Michigan. He's like, I know this case. And he's like, yeah, he already knew the case. He yeah. already know. He, as soon as it was mentioned, he's like, ah, fuck. it was the case that was explained. Like uh, somebody got away with having temporary. It created the legal or... precedence yeah. where you could get away with the plea of insanity in the state of Michigan. Yeah, it was one of those cases. It was like. But and he it's knew one immediately. He's like, "Do you want to read this?" And he's like, "No, I'm familiar." And it's one of those circumstances where, from a legal standpoint, if there's a presence, that kind of gives you a lot of like leeway in order to like make this shit happen. So it's not like something you can sit on and then it's like, "Oh, there's a foundation for this." Fuck, yeah, you kind of screwed. So cool. <laughs> and it's one of those. It, well, it's also interesting, I guess, yeah. because it illustrates how even the judge has something to do with the case. Like, oh, ob for sure. I mean, like mm -hmm. obviously, all components. Are obviously, the, yeah. the judge does, but yeah. it's. It's a scene that kind of illustrates how even winning over the judge can then allow more things to happen in the courtroom. Yeah, you know? it's it's a real thing. It's honestly showcases how being a lawyer is not just having the academic You're a salesman. knowledge. You're a salesman. You're a marketer. Yeah. You basically have to market the fuck out of people. If you got charisma or you know how to, you got to put all your good points narrative into charisma. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Got to be high intelligence, high charisma for yeah. damn sure. But no, it's, it is one of those cases where if you know how to create a good narrative it is going to help you with cases and this reminds me if, did you guys ever see the um, america crime stories the people versus oj simpson yeah yeah so that was another one i saw that's like years ago when it first came out and i thought it was fascinating because i was always aware of like the oj simpson if it doesn't fit he must acquit exactly or, right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah if yeah. the glove doesn't fit he must acquit. Yeah, yeah. yeah and i was always aware of like the oj simpson trials being this huge thing from the 90s but i didn't know the full backstory mm -hmm. until i saw and i get us dramatized and all just but it's like the cliff notes version of what happened right but seeing that and the the courtroom drama behind it and all of it i'm like this is a clusterfuck but mm -hmm. it was one of those instances where the cultivation of public appeal and the usage of it became what was the uh defendants uh, i would say it, it gave the defendants the leeway to make what happened yeah. then mm -hmm. the case into their favor public opinion yeah public opinion and it is one of those big things Johnny that can happen with cases. Heard. yeah i was about to say yeah yeah <laughs> although she was fucking guilty yeah. well, she was prosecuted as much yeah yeah well America. i also think johnny depp just had the people on his side oh dude it and it really goes to show that 
it, the public opinion is a very volatile. It's a viable. Which kind of sucks. It's volatile, but it also can be something that can be used, and it yeah. will be used as a weapon. Yeah, but like a Taylor ooh. Swift right now. She Wait, what? She's amazing. Taylor Taylor Swift is like on some renaissance right now. Taylor Wait. Swift is fucking amazing. Just don't even listen to and him. So Wait, sh- yeah, Shannon. Yeah, Taylor. She's Swift a great needs person. It. Shannon acts. Has the craziest parasocial relationship with Taylor <laughs> How Swift. How does Taylor Swift have anything to do with any of this? Because it's public opinion. It's public basically opinion. like what I'm expressing is that it's insane how public she's, opinion can influence how you feel. You, it's crazy ah! that you're even saying that. It's crazy that. And for the record, I don't hate Taylor Swift. I'm just making a point that like it is insane the power that public opinion it can is. have. Absolutely insane. If Taylor Swift doesn't murder someone tomorrow, everybody would think <laughs> I mean, that. I mean, a prime example is like innocent. R. Kelly from back in the early two thousands. Hell, the Boondocks made a joke about that. Like, yeah, and it's it's yeah. notable. So yeah, it, the ability to sway the public is powerful, and that is why a jury's verdict is like huge. So this shows how being able to understand and persuade the jury is one of the key aspects in the courtroom from a lawyer's perspective, as well as being able to be on the good side of the judge and know how to utilize the foundation of evidence to your advantage and basically construct a damn strong narrative. Mm -hmm. And that's something that lawyers understand, or at least that's how it's portrayed. That is the concept that lawyers understand from, you know, crime dramas and all that jazz and what makes the job so... It, that's why it has its mixed, I would say, perceptions. Because if you have a good lawyer on your side, you can you can move move some get shit. away with murder. You can get yeah. away with murder exactly. But if you have if you're dealing with a circumstance where you have a shitty lawyer, you're like, well, shouldn't pay for more. And that's why they get paid a lot of money because right. they can they're basically arguing for your freedom. Yeah. Taylor, what do you think happened? Hmm. Ugh. <laughs> so there's a couple okay I guess there's a couple different pieces to it yes. which is like I think probably the the first is like do you think that she was actually raped because there's a there's a little yeah, bit of there's actually there's, multiple the questions only, the only like, reason we asked this I'm yeah, gonna put I, little asterisks in there I, well, the only reason we okay too, the only but, reason we're asking this Oliver's asking this because I would also ask the same thing is mm-hmm. like there's a lot of details and a lot of like assumptions there's a lot of discourse or, around whether or not it was consensual or not. Yeah. Right. And there's a lot of things that she says in the way that she... If that sounds so horrible. Oh, yeah, you're about, about to say, to say I was about to say the way that she acts, too, mm. and I know that sounds fucking terrible, but there's a lot of things that she does there's, say and act, like how she acts, that makes you question it creates if doubt. maybe she was having an affair. And she also, it creates doubt, yeah. Yeah, the affair aspect for sure. And, there's a huge then, affair aspect, and I, I, I guess that's yeah. the only thing, like, if it was just some random blow Joe... Joe Blow. Joe. Blow Joe. Joe Blow. Random Joe Blow, then it'd be a little bit different. Right. But she knows this person. Right. It sounds like maybe she'd been seen with him before. Like, oh, that's what they're There's enough yeah. reasonable doubt yeah. to, right. to assume that they had a good relationship. Yeah. And she's right. fairly... Like, there's like some rumors that maybe... Yeah. And she's fairly also about the whole thing. She's fairly... Um, not casual, upset. Very yeah, casual. Was, Which oh, bothered me the... from the very beginning. Okay, yeah. I'm just going to say this at, from the jump. When I was watching this film and aware of the crime that was going on and just how, like, her temperament and everything, I was like, okay, first off, something's off here. And, and the, well, well, and that's, the what, that's what pissed me off. So, was, like, that's yeah. why I went through so many emotions with this movie yeah. because, like, 
You guys know how I am. Fair, fair. Like yeah. I get fucking heated about this type right, of right, shit. Right, right, right. But like the way that they were like portraying her at first, like I was getting pissed off at the film making. I was like, yeah, because because at first you don't know why they're portraying her that way, right. and I was getting fucking pissed. I'm like, and I was like, one, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, no, I get what you mean. Yeah. No woman would act like this. Right. After That's what I was like. Wait, is this like but trying to create this doubt in general for the yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah? There's two other aspects too. Yeah. So she has a big black eye. And there yes. is a lot of talk about whether or not he gave her the black eye. Right, or she got right. It the, and, but the yeah. other thing that's even more interesting is that it is it is very clear. Like, the one thing that is not, there's no reasonable doubt. It's very clear that she's afraid of her husband. And yep. so a big part well, of it and, is that whether or not it was consensual and then was found out or whatever it might be, and she was scared of him, and that's mm-hmm. why she made but it up. And there was another thing, thing, and that's why I say what, what was said as well, there was another thing said about like him, her husband going to jail. She was talking with Paul. I can't remember word for word what she said, but she's like, "Well, maybe it'd be easier to leave him then, or something along those lines." I thought it was lines, online, so like, was, it, it'd be easier if he did get put to because jail because she was yeah. talking about how she was trying to leave him. She's tried to leave him a couple times, but oh. couldn't well, she, because she's like kept, keeps getting. And again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying anything. Just more so the facts that are put on the table. Another yeah. thing that was, I mean, put the, out the, there, the the film. I'm not tra- makes you question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. An- another thing is that she had divorced her last husband and within three days married. Yeah. Mr. Right. Mannion. And the prosecutor brings that up. So it was like so up, obviously like, you knew Mr. Mannion. Basically, beforehand. basically alluding to the fact that in your past, which isn't necessarily representative of right. today, it, but it, in the past, you have essentially started a relationship while still in a relationship. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of what they're alluding to because everybody in the bar observed her and Quinn? Quinn. His name Quinn. Quinn. Quill. 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 Okay, yeah. Yeah. Quill. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone Quill. observed <laughs> her and Quill having like a good time. Yeah. And even she says he was like a really nice guy, he mm-hmm. was a good guy, blah, 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 and then this kind of randomly happened, which... Totally could be. Could happen. Yeah, it could happen. Yeah. That's the thing. Again, fair enough, but, but like right. that, that does happen. And I think yeah. in the end, I think that that is, like in my opinion, I think that she was raped. Like I think that right. that is what happened, but there is enough discourse to make you doubt it. That and that's, that's like what and actually that's happened. One of Part, the, so, oh. so I'll, I mean, I haven't even given you a chance to answer. Here's what I think happened, mm. which again, we don't know. Right. But I think she was raped. Mm-hmm. I don't think he beat her. Mm. I think he raped her, and, and then he beat her. The and then husband. I think she uh, went home and told him, yeah, yeah, that she was raped, and he didn't believe her, and he beat Which, her, that, that or at least hit her, black, black yeah, eye. yeah. And then he went and killed him. Yeah, yeah. And I guess so. The first part is whether or not you think that happened to her or not. Mm-hmm. Like if that was the truth or not. Uh, oh, another another part is when she's retelling the story, she omits. Or has forgotten parts, which could totally be reasonable. It like, happens. That's yeah, it a happens. traumatic thing, right? Yeah. But a a big moment is like her dog. She says that. Well, you know, when Beagler, right? Paul. Paul Beagler. Yeah. Beagler. Yeah. When Beagler's questioning her, he's like, "Well, where was Moffy? It's her dog that she takes with her everywhere." Mm-hmm. It's like, "Oh, well, he threw her out of the car." Yeah. But then later on in the story, when she's telling it, she's like, "Yep." And then Ma, you know, Moffy was carrying the flashlight home, and he's like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait! I thought you said that." She was thrown out of the car. And then she says something along, oh, he must have like... Oh, he must have picked her back up and put her back in the car. And I'm like... Which is kind of like... Again, totally reasonable for when you have a traumatic thing to forget. But it's like that tiny thing from the very beginning where you're like... I just don't know. I just don't know. that's like why this film is so cool because it like makes you wonder. But like 
And if it's you not take that your, you're... If you take yourself out of the the eyes of like watching this film and just mm-hmm. like think about it and uh, if this actually happened to someone you know, mm-hmm. knew, like that's a totally understandable yeah. thing. People like forget details right. all the time. People forget details like and remember years after the fact. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. like a normal well, and, thing. And you don't, and yeah, and I think the other part too is you don't get to necessarily have not necessarily you literally don't get any time with her to know if she's trustworthy or not mm-hmm. so you don't get you to don't like anything you about don't her get until... to build any relationship yeah. with her to know whether she can be trusted or mm-hmm. if she's genuine the whole time throughout the entire movie she seems fairly disingenuous like not really genuine about anything and she's kind of like she's very flirtatious she's too. very flirtatious too with I everybody remember what the um the lady that helps run the office mentioned uh when paul walks in and asks Meriden or something like that? Like, you're like, oh, yeah, um, what do you think of her? She's like, oh, yeah, she's uh, soft and easy, the type of girl that a guy could take advantage of. And it was, and then Paul was like, wait, how the fuck do you know this? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. hey, I've been around. Yeah. Was like, he was like, so, well, hey, yeah, hey. But it's one of those things where I'm like, ooh, that's an interesting fact and that then, she mm-hmm. took And then I guess the biggest question, what the actual case is about, because the case kind of starts to circle around the rape aspect, but that's actually not what it's about. It's about the murder aspect. And whether or not it is whether an excusable not, right. justification. Well, and well, in this regard, and in this regard, I actually think that he was not insane. I think he actually just killed the guy. Right, yeah. right. Because he, he, and I, I mean, again. I say something, but I don't know if I should say it. Go for <laughs> no, it. I think you should say Go it. Go for it. Do it. Go for it. Are you sure, Oliver? Do it. Don't say it. Actually, wait, I know exactly <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, no and she do just it. put it on. Yeah, you don't. She's. It was a. No. Do no. it. No, it, it's literally not podcast related at all. Oh. But it was. <laughs> I. Uh, I. It's. It's crazy because. You know he like he loaded a gun. Yep. He like picked a gun out, like took a gun out, loaded a gun, walked all the way, all the way there, shot this guy. But do you blame then, him? Like, can you blame him? No, well, of course that's not, and so that's like that, what Shannon that, was about to say. And that's like, what I was about to say. Like, but that presents, can you blame him? And no, that's I, the thing I, that I, this and film, of course not. But in the eyes of the law, that's like really yeah. what they're and looking at. And that's the interesting thing that this film is exploring. And ooh, that's something that wow, I this, couldn't say I wouldn't do the same dude, thing. Okay, so that okay, that's what I was about to say, which is so funny that we watched this movie because I picked this movie last minute. Yeah, and literally like the day before we picked this movie, I don't know. Oh, I had a bad dream. I have vivid dreams, guys. I have weird fucking dreams. Mm-hmm. But I had a bad dream. Maybe you shouldn't put this on the podcast in case I'm ever arrested or something. <laughs> well, <laughs> basically, yeah. if someone, basically, if someone but was to ever like, do, you know, if anyone ever did that to you, I probably would kill him too. Now again, this is all in the context of discussing a film. Yeah. This is not reflecting the real go thoughts and uh, opinions is, of those yeah. that are talking about the film. Yeah, one hundred percent. However, all I'll say is like I that's this for entertainment like, purposes only. That's why he's like, stop saying it. Yeah. <laughs> a lawyer in the future is like, allegedly, God damn it! Allegedly, allegedly, him? the conversation happened. I Maybe it didn't happen. Honestly, think if somebody is dead to rights to raping somebody and then a loved one then kills that person. I think they're innocent. I think they well, should walk free. So yeah. They actually talk about that exact aspect. So early I in the film. I think that fil- should be a fucking law. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Early in the film, they actually talk about this where uh, when Paul is talking to the lieutenant right in, in the sheriff's office, he tells him, like, oh, yeah, I should be perfectly fine because it's like, what was it? It was a particular term they used. It was shit. I literally had this searched earlier. Let me see if I can find it real quick. It was the concept of. But, I mean, it happens all the time. I mean, you see fathers, like, end up killing their daughter's predators, 
and get arrested and go to jail for it. But because it's like murder I think is illegal, and the I, and I'm not saying I don't. Sta- dis- but the the government can kill people. What are you talking? That's about? a totally fucking death sentence. Kill murderers. Oh, yeah, but that's, 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 that's through, still that's, essentially murder. But that's through the eyes of the law. I'm not saying that I don't. Well, agree. that's why I'm saying in the eyes of the law, it should be fucking legal to kill a fucking predator. Oh, oh, I agree. Jesus Christ, she's like getting <laughs> angry at me. I agree. I am not. So, here, no, but here's here's the point: is that you are innocent until proven guilty, sure. and that's and why. So, and, and that's why. And that's the point: is that even now, I mean, we just had like a probably eight minute tangent about whether or not she even was raped, and. Yeah. We don't, like, he didn't know, the jurors didn't know if that's actually what happened, and I think that's the point, is you yeah. don't get to take the law in your own hands and make, so this judge, jury, and executioner for somebody. So, so this um, actually reels back to what I just found was the phrase that was mentioned. So the lieutenant, when he was talking to Paul in their first encounter, was mentioning the concept of unwritten law, and it's like the idea oh, that yeah. Yeah, the customs of the land would be precedent beyond any, basically it's like... I think it's kind of leading towards the perspective of public opinion type of yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. And then Paul retorts saying, dude, unwritten law, it's like not a thing. Like you, that's not going to work in a court. It's not going to hold precedence. It's not, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's not going to hold precedence. So dude, like you killed a man clearly. And then d- the Lieutenant had like a step back, like, Oh wait, what? And kind of set in reality. And I think this is the fundamental, I would say mindset shift that happens. And that like, Shannon, I totally understand exactly what you're saying. And, a lot, like a lot of people, majority would agree with that. But in the case of the law, when you're dealing with illegal presidents, the that's law. that's Kid. where it comes to the point where, okay, at the end of the day, what is the law trying to do? It's trying to make sure that one of one of the things that the law is trying to do is make sure innocent people do not go to jail for falsely right. accused circumstances, and exactly. people do get sent to jail or falsely accused for a lot of fucked up shit, murder, whatever the case may be. I'm not saying. I'm, so, not, I'm gonna tell you right now. Wait, wait. If I ever have children and some fucked up shit like that happens, I will kill somebody. I don't think, and I think, I think the truth, <laughs> I'll put and that I think, on podcast. Again, the reflections and things said on this allegedly. Oh, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Smile in no. my fucking mugshot. She's, uh, she's saying this allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. No. Okay, I I think that I think everyone would agree yeah. with you. If that was like 100% the truth. Wait, wait, wait. The, the, like, the, absolutely the agree. The like, ma- the fact grab the shotgun, get ready to go. But the fact of the matter is, is that there's like... Yeah. I'll fucking turn into so many, like... Exactly. So many elements to it, right? And right. even in this this court case is exactly a, a great example of it. It it's is. Like, there's reasonable doubt to believe yeah. and whether that, or not it actually happened or not. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm not... I think... And it... The point is, and the reason they bring up the rape is because they're sympath. They want the jury to sympathize, sympathize yeah. because exactly because of course, if someone is like that's like the most yeah, horrible because, thing I mean, you could this, ever this, do to another human being. This court case has li- quite literally nothing to do with the rape. It has nothing to do with the rape. The, but the they actually Miss, did, Miss but, Mannion is not even the victim, and well, she's a victim. Well, no, she's no, not the victim not in, in this, this court case. In this court case, yeah, in this court case, she's which I think not maybe victim. we haven't really like. Well, his in, in his on. interesting thing. They actually explore this in the court case itself. Mm-hmm. They mentioned specifically the rape was introduced to the case to explain the intention behind the how he became insane. how he became insane, yeah. and the perpetrator is dead. They like they they he's in the morgue. He's dead. Yeah, they, he cannot defend himself. Exactly. You have and, no idea what he even looks like. Oh no, they do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, they show not only photos and of him, but that's another of crazy part about this yeah, too. I'm that's sorry. True. That's another just really quick. Yeah. A a part that's like not really talked about is the fact that he is like a buff professional boxer and and, and marksman. Yeah, he's and, and he has a gun behind the counter. Oh, which yeah, is that like it's introduced too. Which is yeah. like just a crazy little thing that's dropped in. 
kind of at random, which also makes me go, well, hold the fuck up. Wait, that means that that he would have walked in and not had his defenses down, basically, and wouldn't have expected to be shot. Mm-hmm. But then there's like... He was already prepped. Yeah, it, but it just, it just yeah, wild. Another there's just sense a lot of, of elements here that makes it feel like there's more at play than the jury sure. gets information about. And that was one of the... And funny enough, a lot of those points were introduced by the defending lawyer Paul himself. Like, yeah. like mm-hmm. oh yeah, he had the guns behind the counter and everything. It was like, damn, dude. So that is one of the cool elements about this film that I think we're all recognizing is what makes it stand out is the nuanced elements of how it's not black and white. It is the grayest shit you can imagine. And it is dealing with some of the highest crimes out there when it's murder and rape. And it's like, well, shit, how do you handle this? When there's so many elements and factors that create this sense of doubt, it's like, okay, this could be true, but what about this other element? Okay, yes, what if there's plenty of evidence that she got raped, but is there evidence that indicates that the killing was premeditated or was it insanity? And then there's all these other elements that come into play where you're like, fuck, and that is why it is important. This film kind of illustrates the purpose or significance behind the legal systems that we have in the first place because this shit gets muddy very quickly. And biggest spoiler alert, he is found not guilty Oh yeah, at the end of it. But the ending. But he bails out on... Bails out like a motherfucker. In the ending, he bails and doesn't pay Beagler. And it seemed as if like Paul and his like uh, lawyer friend kind of got a sense that would happen. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of laugh about it and that's when the gin comment came out. Can't trust a person that drinks gin. So it really just shows how all the way to the very end it creates that sense of what the fuck really did happen because the fact that they abandoned ship so quick is like fucking crazy and then oh another big thing that happened in the film that creates this really huge sense of doubt like a bucket load of doubt is when there's there's a point at near the tail end of the court uh, session where dancer is talking to the da on the prosecutor side it's like dude we're getting roasted live what the fuck are we gonna do we gotta bring him in bring him in so they bring in. Oh the, God! Yeah, yep. yep they yep, bring in yep. the inmate that was with mm-hmm. the, the one lieutenant. that he, that that Mannion beat up, the one that yep. we talked about earlier. Yep. Yep. And they bring him in. Can they? They were oh, they were showing doubt about God. it, and I can understand why because they doubted him. They they know it's going to be an issue because the things he said under oath is indicating that the lieutenant. Has oh no, he is not indicating. Oh no, he's basically saying like, dude, like it's basically what the guy says. This inmate that shared a cell with Mannion is he is saying that like the other day or yesterday or something like that when Mannion came back to his cell, he was basically like, "Yep, I'm fooling everybody. I'm fooling my lawyer. I'm fooling the entire the jury, the entire the judge, the entire courthouse. I'm gonna gonna kick my wife to the curb once I get out. Once I get out, I'm gonna kick my wife to the curb." Yeah, and like I'm gonna get away with murder, basically. Yep. And then everyone's like, "Oh shit!" But then Paul, the defendant lawyer, comes up and it's like, and there's a moment where Mannion oh. freaks the fuck out. Oh yeah, he too, does. He's like, which, "You're lying," which sows sows some plausibility into it being not true. Right, but at the he same seems time, pretty I'm, fired up about it. Well, but part yes. of me is like, "Is he just saying that because he's about to get caught?" For sure. Yeah, for sure. And then Paul comes up and says, "Yo, so let's look at his track record real quick. This is the first time I'm hearing about this guy." And he's like. This guy's got a rap sheet longer than... Theft. Yeah, exactly. This dude's fucking crazy. And he's like, why are we trusting the the character of this man? Like, oh, no, he doesn't even call him man. He's like, this creature. Creature. Yeah, even the dude on the sand's like, damn. The fucking creature. (laughs) I'm like, god damn. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, bro. And and again, I just can't speak speak high enough about Jimmy Stewart's performance. He's so good. Jimmy Stewart's good. He's just... He's good. He slays. 
yeah, he, he really fucking does. Slays. He's I love this. Fired up in that scene. And yeah. Just like, I kind of want to watch more so Jimmy Stewart movies. Yeah. 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 I just yeah. want to watch this movie again. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's fire. So, one aspect that keeps coming to mind. I really want to watch the. I think my next pick might be The Killing Mockingbird to see you yeah. should, how that compares. Because I yeah. actually have I've heard about it, yeah. but I've never watched it. Yeah, and I'm original cu- or remake. Both. We need to see both. You're so gonna double feature double it. Feature double feature this shit. Same podcast. Yeah, why not? That sounds. No, we can rough. do it. That sounds rough only because like you're well, gonna get things mixed up between the two. Well, actually, hold on. and it's the okay. exact How's same this? story twice. I will reserve my next two picks for being *To Kill a Mockingbird* okay. the original yeah. and then the okay. remake. I think How's that's that? a better idea. Okay, yeah. okay fair. Because I don't want to get them. T- I know. <laughs> it sounds great. Right, right. But... No, no, it's totally fair. But I really want to see how it compares. Not only as a courtroom drama, not only as an older film, but also as a remake film. Because that's a concept we've explored a couple of times in this uh, during this podcast. Is how older films. They just have a different feel, how they are able to present things more effectively in comparison to remakes. And mm-hmm. so seeing that would be nice. Seeing the courtroom drama element, see if it persists as being damn good, even yeah. back then. And just seeing how it all works. Like, it would be awesome to explore. Yeah. yeah. So. Now, I guess the next big question is, yeah. did this film actually have hype? Because it seems as if, like, from Yeah, I mean, I think it's, like, I don't it, know it, in the moment. Some... I, I, I really should have done more research, honestly. Oh, sorry, Maybe sorry. I'll watch the behind the scenes on the Criterion Collection. Well, but, I, yeah. like, I it, feel like I haven't heard much about this. But yeah, neither have I. Totally, but also, to be totally I don't fair, hear much about older movies in yeah, general. And, fair. And to be Riley totally... did tell you that it was, like, a great movie. Yeah, And Riley sure. is very... He's been on the podcast. Well-versed. Mm-hmm. He's been on the podcast. Well-versed. Dude's, I mean, hell, he's... In the process of finishing up his uh, own he film, yeah. yeah, knows what he's talking about. Oh yeah, a little man's more got than skills. us. Maybe he should be fucking running a movie podcast. But wouldn't be surprised me if he's like trying to make something like that. Yeah, right <laughs> he said that this was a great movie yeah. and great. Pick. Yeah, I so think maybe this movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, for sure. I think Jimmy Stewart is, you know, a big name actor, especially for this time. Oh yeah, and uh, I mean, this movie has obviously a ton of. Acclaim, especially now. We just had like a thirty-second fucking hype of Riley. Yeah, I know, go right? Riley. Go Yo, Riley. dude. But I, I, uh, <laughs> as, I, yeah, the, yeah, one hundred percent. If yeah, this yeah. movie had had hype at the time of release, I don't know that. I know it has hype now. Yeah, it's deserved. For oh sure, yeah, in like, my opinion. I agree. Yeah, like just from man, it holds up. That's I would great. I would recommend this film to everyone to an, anyone that's like yo I want to see a good courtroom drama watch this film hey I want to see a good old film like watch this film ooh I yeah. feel like your dad would like this yeah He's, yeah we've said this before he doesn't listen to the podcast but we've said this before that whenever like we ask the question of like was the hype deserved or oh no the what the, the correct is question this movie is, for is, everyone? is this movie for everyone we yeah. always think the about the person his dad. that I always think uh, about is my dad because he's a very unique movie watcher really yeah he's okay. very yep. unique and uh, I think yeah for, I how think could he you would like it how could you not yeah I think yeah I I don't really think there's a whole test. lot we should get him to watch it yeah I don't mm. think he's probably maybe seen it I don't know yeah. but I there's not a whole lot about this movie that I think isn't. Solid. Another good thing to note about this film that really like speaks to its quality. It's two hours and forty minutes, and you don't feel uh, any of it's wasted. Yeah, mm-hmm. like like there are plenty no. of films out there that are pushing that three hour envelope of like time, and there's plenty of times where it's like they could just cut watched, the scene out. Yeah, cut we probably out. won't do a podcast. Maybe we'll do a podcast on it, so I won't say too much. We just watched. I mean, a, a good example would be Oppenheimer, and another good example oh, yeah. would be we just Shannon and I just watched uh, Killers of the Flower. Flower Moon? Killer, Killer Flower Moon. Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, Killers yeah. of Martin the Flower Martin Scorsese's Moon. new. I like, think you and I hour. feel differently about this. Also, time, this, though. The Irishman, and yeah, also no, we do, the but, Batman, but, too. All, yeah, all I was going to say is that I think Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, Irishman, 
two Martin Scorsese movies, I guess, whatever. I think those feel longer than this movie. Which and I mind don't you, agree they are. with Oliver on The Killers of the Flower Moon. You think that feels is... shorter than this movie? I feel I feel like it feels the same. About the same Interesting. Amount of time. Maybe well, which, that should which, be a which conversation at I some hate, point. I hate, absolutely despise long, long movies. Really? But like I didn't feel that with Killers of a Flower Moon. And I didn't I didn't really even feel know that, that this is two hours and... 40 minutes. 40 minutes. I didn't yeah. know when I that. went up, when I went to the bathroom mid movie, I looked it up. Um, only because I was, I'm on a six day straight work week and I was oh, tired. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the only reason I looked it up, not because it felt long at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh shit, this is two hours and 40 minutes. I didn't know that. So, wait, so out of like, which uh, do you, I guess, lack of a better term, detest more? Older movies or longer movies? I think Probably she's just, longer. Really? Damn. I don't know if I agree with that. Wow. I think you just see more Maybe. long movies than old movies. Well, it's so, I mean, I guess that's a harder question. So it depends on when you ask me. Oh, wow. Because okay. if Oliver is like, hey, do you want to watch this movie? It's about this and this and this. And it's like an older movie and it sounds cool. And it's like, and he's minutes. like, but it's. Three hours long. The only way I got absolutely her absolutely fucking not. The only way I got her but, to see Killers of the Flower Moon was because like I got I her in the theater and then I was like, <laughs> I have something to tell you, and she's like, yeah. What? So it's like I th- I feel like with the with the, with the long movies, it's like the anticipation of like knowing that it's gonna be long. Oh, like, she immediately life. writes it. So off. so you got to be in it and not know. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. yeah, because I uh, genuinely I don't think that. A lot of the longer movies that I've watched, I've actually like felt like they felt that long. Mm-hmm. There's been a couple, but not like a whole lot. Mm-hmm. It's just like anything it's after two thing. hours, I'm like mentally like this is like oh, right, it's an investment. I don't think, ah. And I don't think yeah. that uh, I don't, won't speak for you, so correct me if I'm wrong. But I think that it's not that two hours hits and all of a sudden you're like oh, I don't like this anymore. I think it's more so that when you know when going know into it's it that it's hours. long, oh. you kind of like feel it like you're bracing yourself for like this like like, okay there's three hours in my life that i'll never get back so hopefully it's fucking good that that being said i guess my stance on a long movie is that if it feels like it it has merit to being long oh yeah i'm with it and like if it's if it's like world building story whatever it might be like the extended cut of lord of the rings or something sure (laughs) i i I don't mind honestly the extended cut of lord of the rings i love because it like you know it's world whatever that's a different conversation but Anatomy oh, yeah, murder. that is a different conversation. Yeah. Anatomy, Shannon over here making Anatomy of, shit. of murder <laughs> is two hours, 40 minutes long. I don't feel like any of it could be cut out. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no. it's it's razor sharp. It's super Woo! good. And you don't yeah. feel the runtime. There's so, probably a, a couple seconds where you're like, oh, I've been watching this movie for a while, but not in a way that you're bored. But you're, you're you know sucked I mean? back like, in. It's like, oh, what yeah, the fuck's happening right. now? Yeah. yeah. It's a courtroom drama. So there are moments where it kind of lulls for a second, like but not. Yeah. ponging back and forth. Yeah, exactly. Like, for the most part. So that makes an, another follow up question to the concept of long movies. Do you think a lot of films that do have those extended run times that go past, like, say, two hours, 15 minutes, that's normally like the cap for a lot of big movies? So if it goes beyond that, do you think anything outside of that that's supposed to be like the regular theatrical release? Do most of those long format films? Is it too much? Do or do I think you think most, or do you think it's merited? Yeah, it I think it depends. I've watched Oliver feels like and again we won't get too much too into it, but Oliver feels like there was part of killer the killers, killers of the flower the moon. killers of the flower moon that could have been cut out. Mm. I don't think any of it should have been cut out. Mm. That's the beautiful thing so it's about. Like, 
film. Yeah. The subjectivity that, of it. That's yeah. why we do this podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah like, fair. It's, it's, it's so cool that just wild you can just that feel differently about it. him and I feel, because yeah. I feel like normally Maybe that, that probably would be a good podcast. Oh, I think it'd be a great podcast. The second we watched it, I thought it'd be a great podcast episode. Well, I'm going to have to add it to my list to check out. So yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's in theater anymore. It was like a limited release. Oh, maybe but, it'll pop up like streaming yeah. or something. Yeah. Like but yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, I've watched a lot of long movies. And if it's a good movie, I know that's like such a stupid thing to say, but like no, if it's, it's a true. good it's, movie, it's simple I love spending more time in the movie. Because like, you get immersed I, in that story. Yeah, yeah. I just want to see more of it and consume more of it. But if it's something that is just feels like you're trying to pat it out yeah. or just like, like you, you, I don't know, you were like so obsessed with your own movie that you couldn't cut trim it down you know what i mean like yeah. it's nobody was putting you in check you didn't hire a good editor or something like that <laughs> then, i'm my own yeah, editor like you yeah, fucked up yeah well of course you're like with anything you're not going to want to trim anything out of your own yeah. it's like your child you know yeah, what i mean yeah. so in those <gasps> regards i'm like ah, i don't know <laughs> well i think when you're making well maybe that analogy of trimming something what? i'm just saying you lost, you lost me, you lost me I'm, like, I'm saying that a movie to a director is like a child and of course you don't want to i'm not saying trim okay whatever you, you his don't. toes are too long let me just trim, trim their child. toes <laughs> my mom should have done that uh, i'm sorry toes. That is, I'm s- Sorry, is Jin talking about that? I see. What I you're wasn't saying. making an analogy of I... trimming. I'm just saying it's like your child. Like, of course you care. I know, about but it. me and Taylor just start tripping at the child. That's where our minds go. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's up, mate? You can you continue. I'm about to have like three minutes of just laughing. <laughs> no, that was the end of it. That, that was it. That was That's it, guys. Okay. Mine is trimming children out of the equation. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I wasn't saying trimming children. I was saying, no, of course, you don't want to trim know. it down. Like, it's your that's child. Just, you don't that's want just it. where mine and Taylor's <laughs> head went. All right. You didn't uh, say anything wrong. It was, it was just like. Me and Taylor are wrong. <laughs> Okay, but more than anything else, no, it really stands to show the quality of how well this film was crafted and its ability to keep your investment during the course of that two hour and 40 minute like session. And it's not making you feel as if it's a slog or anything. You're invested and engaged throughout the whole experience. It's awesome. So I would say at this point, should we talk about ratings? Ratings. Let's do it. Shannon's going to give it a five. Nope, I'm going to go last. Oh shit! No, damn. It, you're. I think you're the most obvious of what. Yeah, I'll give it a five. Uh, okay. I think I made it pretty obvious <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from like the first two seconds. So, of this. quick synopsis of why you give yeah, it a five. Rationalize your five. I feel I'll like I've five. already rationalized it. No, this like, is a court. This is a court. Yeah, that's oh, like, don't put me on the spot. I, I feel y'all like, I feel you in said court every time. You said you could be a lawyer. Yeah, on so the sell, other end of it, no. not on. Well, lo- you don't get to choose. Fuck. Um, <laughs> it's great. Guilty. Guilty. I I just imagine that. It's like, yo, uh, can the prosecutor provide the case? It was good. It was like, what? Uh, Your Honor, my my client didn't murder somebody. I've had to testify like three times in my life, and I am terrible at it. I'm awful at it. I get don't they like pull you to the side and like give you like a no? Oh no, not in my cases. Damn. Well, maybe a little bit, but not really. Mm. Um. 
let me just put in there. None of those had to really do with me. I was just like a witness. Oh, fair. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, just I'll add get... that in there. Yeah, no, it's fair. fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just think this movie's brilliant. I think yeah. it's entertaining. First off, which is like crazy for me to say about a 1959 movie. Yeah, no, I'm like, I'm still surprised the fact that I'm, I'm hearing this. Like, goddamn. It's entertaining. Again, I feel like it's like wild to me that this is not, and maybe it is, but I haven't, I've never heard anyone talk about it, but this isn't like talked about more. Well, who would you talk about it? I guess I don't fucking know. Yeah. But I've never heard anyone talk about this movie before. So I've yeah. heard Citizen Kane before we wa- did that. Uh, um, hate being put on the spot. Okay, that's fair. It's I just made... great. Right. It's just I great. I really though. like it. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I, uh, How about you, Oliver? What would you, you, you give for you? I gave, well, I probably shouldn't say what I gave 12 million men. But no, yeah, I, no. I already gave my spoilers to that, yeah. so. I really love this movie. Mm-hmm. I think it took a second for me to like immediately kind of like settle in with it. Not not that it wasn't good. But I was about I think to say like, really. No no no. Can not... I say one more thing really quick? Sure. I agree with all over that with that. Like settling into settling the film? into it because I was like thinking about my rating about this movie throughout like watching the movie mm. and there was which I like, think is actually like, like not, I not, said I do the same thing but I try not to. I, know, I think it's I actually know, a bad like I think it's a I not know, a good thing to do to I a movie. Know. Wait, what do you mean? Wait. I think it's bad to go think into about a movie, it early on. yeah, and and go in and kind of like immediately go in wanting to rate it. Yeah. I think Wait, what? What? Why would you do that? Go in wanting to rate it, like, like, like. What do you mean? Like, do you? I'm saying, I'm <clears> saying, <throat> I think it's not good, and I I try to never do it, but I would be lying if I said I I wasn't guilty of it occasionally. Oh, of like Shannon all the time probably, but me, I like. It, it's just, I don't think it's fair to a movie to go in and be like, sit down and be like, hmm. And as it's wa- as you're watching it, be like, hmm, this is two stars. Mm, oh, two so like you stars. have this like evolving you know what I mean? like, like, meter of like radio. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so that that's So you want to know where my mind was fair. at when I was watching this movie when yeah. we sat down? Yeah, yeah. I went from Zero. early on, like One star. probably five minutes in, five stars. And then. Oh, really? Immediately yeah, you said five immediately stars? Immediately I was Whoa. like, five stars. Why? I know, I know. What happens in the first five minutes of the film? It starts, why, it starts with just him driving home from fishing. I, I, it's and like five, five stars. Damn, not fishing. This good shit. <laughs> and then it went from like three, and then it went to like two. How and the fuck it did it go down? Back up to of four, the, the and then it went up to five, and oh, then it went to like three again, and it was like ping-ponging back and forth Jesus until like Christ. the last half of the movie, and then I was like, okay, this is a five-star So, movie. So that begs the next question. So it was at and first... And I think it's just not good, and I'm not throwing like a jab at you, Shannon, because I do the same thing occasionally, but I think that's not fair to a movie, because yeah. now you're not consuming the movie as this whole. For sure. Instead, you're kind of like... Like, what are the promises at it? trying to do? Yeah, yeah, you're sitting at it, and you're just trying to like rate it in yeah. that moment, and that's not fair. I don't like... and I. And I'm saying that from my perspective because I do the same thing occasionally. Like, I think you just have to sit down and enjoy the movie, mm. and then at the see end of it, it reflect yeah. back on it and Agreed. see how you feel about it. Not like at this moment it's a three. Oh no, now it's a three and a half. I well, like I'm that. I'm glad and that that a, didn't like you know. affect my rating no, on the movie. Right. But like, I definitely was like ping ponging back and forth when watching this movie because. I didn't know where it was going, but that's like the whole yeah, fucking point. Yeah, and I don't yeah. mean that as a jab, but it's like no, so many movies. Yeah. So many movies take a long time or take a while for you to kind of settle in with yeah. it to get in this like movie. The sense of it, yeah. All I was saying to begin that tangent was that I yeah, like settling in. I was kind of like, 
you know, I like Jimmy Stewart. Mm-hmm. I like the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I like that it's like an older movie, black and white, all those things. But mm-hmm. it, it took a second for me to kind of be like, hmm, like, how do I feel about this? But then all of a sudden, I stopped thinking in the, that way. And mm-hmm. I was like, just watching the movie. And I was just invested. Yeah. And I was just super invested. And I really love this movie. I straight up would put it on right now and watch it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. not because I think there's more answers. You know, sometimes you watch a movie, like we've talked about Enemy, which did we release the Enemy episode? No. Mm-hmm. It was damaged, right? Yeah. Well, actually, I don't know if it's fully damaged, but yes. It might okay. be one of the ones Maybe we'll release it at some yeah. point. But Enemy is a movie that I wanted to watch immediately after because I felt like I had more puzzle pieces to understand it better a second time. Mm-hmm. Shutter yeah. Island would be another one. Like, there oh, are yeah. movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There are movies where I want to watch it again because now I feel like a more educated viewer. Mm-hmm. This movie I just want to watch again because I just enjoyed it. I just like mm-hmm. had yeah, it's a good like, time with it. Like you, I, I, I don't know. It gives me a feeling where it's just like I don't know. It's, I just I just had a thought of how that could potentially be described. It's like you're enjoying the dance of acting that's happening. Yeah, like the way and I, that and I the, think the storytelling it's a, itself. The way even it's even though it's heavy subject matter, there's just a levity to it. Like there's good comedic yeah. timing, and it just like it just. I don't know. It's just it's so just, well crafted. Like yeah. you can watch and just appreciate what it is. So all yeah, that yeah. to be said, yeah, I'd give it a five. I I think it's yeah, I think false. it's yeah I think it's as good a courtroom drama, as good a movie as I could imagine it ever being. Mm-hmm. It deserves a five. I'm amazing at picking movies. Right. Remember this, Oliver. Does this mean we can buy more Criterion Collection movies? Only if I can pick them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to provide a controversial take. This uh, this film's too... I'm kidding. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. zero out of five. <laughs> no, um, I'm just... Five out of five. Yeah, for no. you too. Yeah, no, oh I agree. Oh my with god, that. look yeah. at me, guys. Nice yeah, no, it's good. So Way to go. this film is a prime example of how you can make the best use out of an extended uh, like runtime and still keep a film engaging, fascinating, and enticing. It is a mystery in of itself of trying to figure out what actually happened, and you're going along this journey with the lawyer, trying to piece the pieces uh, like puzzles together, but also try to build this case. That it's it's kind of on losing side, but you're trying to really build this case, and you're trying to find all the reference material and evidence you can to make it happen. And you're on this ride. You're like it's almost like a mission in the game. It's like okay, I got this challenge ahead of me. Let's see if I can make this happen. And you see this get pulled together, and the opposition that's presented, and it's a fascinating ride. But it also has prevalence too, and I think this is the other element that really makes this film stand out. It has prevalence too what we face even today yeah. in the, and this actually views arguments or arguments, discussions and debates to this day of like, what is like the purpose of the legal system when it comes down to these severe cases? And this film showcases it in a pretty strong element. And that is the case of a reasonable doubt. Any, any, yeah, I guess my final thoughts on what you just said and on the movie in general is yeah. that like anybody that thinks that any courtroom situation is easy and is like, black and white. Hell no. It it never is. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's been a lot of times where people get really pissed off because it seems so black and white, whether it's like what we're reading or hearing, public mm-hmm. opinion, like you yep. said, Taylor. Yep. But it's so, this movie's a great example of how like, it seems like it should be cut and dry, but it just isn't. Yeah. And I think like, the quote that you had mentioned earlier, like people are made, aren't good or bad, they're just kind of made up of a lot of different mm-hmm. things. Like, yep. that's the perfect example of just how any courtroom situation I can imagine. I mean, of, co- of course there are those cut and dry situations. Yeah, yeah, But like, yeah. it's not 
just black and white. It's right. not that easy. There's so much that goes into it. And when you have, reason, you know, beyond reasonable doubt to prosecute someone's life, it's a serious decision. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And this movie really illustrates how it's like all the facts are on the table, but there's still reasonable doubt. You know what I mean? There's still doubt yeah. in there. Because when you're putting upon the basically the hangman's noose or the guillotine over someone's head, it's like you are about to potentially condemn someone to either death or the forfeiting of their freedom. Yeah. yeah. So you better make sure you know what the fuck you're putting up mm-hmm. in front of everybody. And that's what this brings up into question of what... It's not a question of what's, like, you know, the truth and all that, because, you know, the evidence and the facts, but it's going on the question of is it justified, is it not? And that's another... It brings up so many questions, because... As I'm thinking about this, it, it brings a lot of questions. Like, okay, if it was premeditated, well, is it justified? There's a lot of different <clears throat> if it elements wasn't, to it. It's, not it's mis- like, yeah, exactly. Like you're saying, like, is it justified? Is, is it not? But it also just like brings up the question about lawyers. Like, mm-hmm. their job is just to fucking win the case. If you have one, a good one against possible. you, you're kind of a shit show. If you have a good one defending you, holy fucking shit. Yeah. You know, it's, and I love, I don't want to come back to it for too long. Oh, go for it. But just on the topic of lawyers, I love that all of us, had the feeling that there was a chance that Paul planted the panties mm-hmm. in the laundry. Right, yeah. And it's never said, mm-hmm. but there's, it's you just, it's like. You never get like a grimy feeling from Paul. Like, no, he's, he's a, good like guy. a good guy. I mean, he's a good guy, but it's, it's like, just oh, so. Shit. The possibility yeah. of it happening, it creates is... that sense of suspicion. Yeah. And that's how you, and that's one, the, again. Just, that's just what they do to jurors. That's exactly, exactly. They, like bottom line, yep. that's like. How it is to be a juror in, yep. in the courts, and, it, and to be fair, the jury that was there would not know that Paul's a good guy. Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't have the time that we spend with him. Because yeah. when you really think about it, at any point in a courtroom, that's why they select juries and like, hey, do you have association with law enforcement? Do you have association? All this just because you are all a bunch of fucking strangers yeah. trying to figure out, based on whatever the fuck's being presented to you, what's going to happen with this individual that's being basically faced with the reality of being convicted for a crime that he either did or did not commit. I he or she either did. Con- Wait, so what? You want to be on a jury? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. okay well, well. All right. Next thing you know, like uh, in the universe, like, all right, going to get your jury duty in the jail next week. I would love it. I would love it. Shannon would be the most biased jury member <laughs> that has ever existed in the history of planet Isn't that good? No. No, no non-unbiased. Holy fucking the, crap. You know the what? Defendant, the defendant would be like, no, no, jury. My my person did not murder someone. He was too busy listening to Taylor Swift, and she'd be like, mm-hmm, "Yes, no." He's a Swifty. He's a Swifty. He, he said that in court. I swear to God. I, mean, I was just like in the back, oh, in the back like, great. "What the fuck?" Let's, all right, we got to wrap this shindig up because right. we're about approaching the time of that movie. Oh yeah, fair. Um, so drink counters. Oh, I'm still at one. I think. Oh, you haven't even. Oh yeah. So I'll. Oliver and I have opened our second one. I'm almost done with it. Oliver Same. just started it. What? That's a full glass. Is your can still full? No. All right. Yeah, fair enough. And yeah. then Taylor is still finishing his first. Yeah, because I'm that saving depressing. my... depressing. I'm saving my drink. What the fuck do you mean depressing? You're finishing <laughs> over like two cans over here and I'm saving my She's drink. crushing them. Fuck it up. I feel like over the course of this whole podcast, Shannon has just like obliterated us in drink counters. Like, Unless you get... Sake. Uh, Sake or whiskey? Yeah. You should get whiskey next. Time. I almost, I almost got a peach time. bourbon today, actually. What the fuck? I don't know why. Gin, what? Gin was the right move. Yeah, gin, gin was, was the right, right move. move. Yeah, I it's very I, I didn't remember that 
gin. Never met a person you could trust that drank gin. See, I didn't that's remember funny. That quote, I love that so line. I'm glad, that, I'm glad that Oliver told me to get gin. But yeah, that's it. Yeah, this, that's the podcast. This has been Dude, amazing. This just, is the best episode ever. Thanks to me. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Alvin just gave each other this look like, mm, sure. fuck off. <laughs> I should just pick every episode of the No, nope, stop, pause. Before you get on your high no, so <laughs> I, I just want to level with everyone. She yes. also picked Cocaine Bear, so, which is, I think, the lowest, I think that's the lowest rated movie we've had in the podcast. The is pretty yeah. so, It was fun. She's throwing darts at a board. <laughs> okay, with that being said. I have diversified. Mr. Mm. Worldwide, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that being said, if you guys are interested in any aspect of what we've explored in this episode, I think please watch check out this it film. Even, at, even just if you have it. listened to this podcast, yeah, just just check it out. Watching. It's a if damn good film. Definitely worth checking yeah. out. And with that being said, this has been Cinema Hangover. Appreciate you guys. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Later, y'all. Cheers. Peace. Hey everyone, if you want more Cinema Hangover, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We also post episodes on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. If you have any movie suggestions or questions, drop a comment on any of our social medias. Also, if you have any drink recommendations, be sure to let us know. And again, thank you for listening.